Hey guys, welcome back to the F1 Girls. I'm Amy. And I'm Rihanna. And we're going to do a bit of a different episode today. We're going to do a get to know us episode um, for you guys. Yeah, we thought this would be a nice thing to do because obviously we've only done a couple of podcasts and I think getting you getting to know us would just be a nice thing. We can just chat about how we got into F1, how we met, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, that first point is, is quite an interesting story about how we actually met. So, oh yeah, <laughs> Rihanna stalked me. Okay, that's that. That is such a lie. But <laughs> leading on from that, um, so in reality, we've literally on, only known each other about like three, three or four weeks. So we've literally only known each other a month. So the story about how we actually came to be friends is an interesting one. So I joined um, a, like a LinkedIn community for like event management students because we're both. We don't we both study event management but just at different unis and like posts keep coming off my feed and I was like who is this girl and I'm like why aren't I friends with her because she loves F1 and like I don't really have any friends that are girls who like F1 so I just thought you know what I'm gonna put myself out there and I gave I just messaged her like hi I saw you liked F1 <laughs> what do you think of the upcoming season or something something like timid like that because I was like oh I hope she doesn't think I'm a weirdo for just like randomly reaching out to her but yeah that's like the initial <laughs> yeah I got really excited when I read that message I was like oh my god the really girl who likes f1 like none of my friends like f1 so it was kind of like a big thing for me so yeah she she basically stalked me you post so much so on it how could I not how could I not see that <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, so we, once Rihanna sort of messaged me, we kind of, we messaged quite a lot, didn't we? We just, it was like, but at least once a day on like, because obviously like, as if you're, if you like something and no one else around you, or like, especially like a, like a girl, you have all that information like backed up. So I think we were just like releasing all our like, <laughs> you know, like passion. Like, like word vomit F1 style. <laughs> exactly so like we were pretty much at it like every day just like oh my god did you see so and so's post and oh my god what do you think of this <laughs> yeah we kind of just really clicked straight away didn't we it was weird how quickly we sort of became quite good friends and yeah and then this whole podcast came about and <laughs> we've just we've become so much closer doing this as well haven't we yeah 100% it's yeah, because we've been like chatting and like calling pretty much like every week, multiple times, just like checking stats and things like that. It's just, an, it's just nice, interesting things to We get so excited checking the stats. <laughs> <laughs> we literally did it at the beginning of this call and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I just can't believe how well it, it's gone, especially because we've only got two episodes out. We've only been doing this for a few weeks and to have as many people as we do. So just thank you to everyone, basically. Thank you yeah. so much. And the amount of places that people have listened to, like, is crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I do not know that many people from that many countries. So thank you all so much <laughs> for tuning in, actually listening to what we have to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, let's talk about how the podcast came about because it was kind of, it was my idea, but then. You jumped on board so quickly and I absolutely love you for that. Um, so yeah, I sort of, I was listening to 
um, another F1 podcast and I thought this is very sort of male orientated and it's not really like I'd want to hear like a girl's perspective yeah and to be fair I've always wanted to do a podcast like that's been something that I've been working towards and I kind of was like I don't know what to do it on and um, I was like throwing some ideas about and then I thought why don't I just do it on F1 because I love F1 and I feel like a good a female perspective um, just isn't out there at the minute as much so I thought why not so yeah I messaged Rihanna and I was like I hope this is like what two weeks into <laughs> talking or something like that and I was like I hope this girl doesn't think I'm like crazy or something (laughs) I was like I hope she hears me out and doesn't um think I'm like a psychopath but yeah um I'm pretty sure the start of the message was something like hear me out yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah one podcast (laughs) I remember like when I got that message I was on I was actually on FaceTime to my boyfriend and like your little message popped up and I literally I was just like I just went off the chat straight away and I was like what oh my god <laughs> and to be honest to begin with I was like I was low-key panicking because I was like that does sound like a really fun thing to do but like I could, I've never imagined myself doing that and like I'd never pushed myself that far out of my comfort zone before so I was just I was just in my head I was like you can't do that Rihanna what <laughs> that's such a scary thing to do and like initially so I was like I'd, lo- I'd like to hear more but initially I was like oh my god I, ca- I can't do this but then as you like spoke more about it I was like you know what this is something I probably could do and I'm I'm just so glad I did because it's just gone so well over the past month so thank you for dragging me into it <laughs> <laughs> I was so glad you like talked yourself out of like not doing it mm, yeah because there's like if you think about it there's so many like opportunities that people can miss just because they doubt themselves so I thought I just don't want to be one of those people and like if it go if it doesn't go well it doesn't go well it's not the end of the world like it's not like it's really costing us any money to do this so yeah you've got to take take the opportunities as they come <laughs> exactly and I thought do you know what if she doesn't want to do it then it'll we'll poo-poo that idea and we'll move on <laughs> but I am honestly I'm so glad you decided to do this with me because I, I feel like it it just wouldn't have been the same if it was like just me yeah no I feel like um yeah I was I was talking to um my flatmate and her friend she's got a podcast that she does um just on her own and the thing she talks about is is fine to do on your own but I feel like with with f1 I feel like it needs to be a conversational thing so um it's definitely something that like two people need to do and it's just one of those I think specialized things that you you need to like bounce off ideas rather than just saying one thing if you get what I mean yeah definitely so let's talk about our own sort of f1 journeys um how did you get into f1 I've I've had I've had a bit of a rocky journey with f1 as a whole through my life so like it's always been on because my mum's always been a big fan and that's because I think my grandpa was a big fan so like it just always be on on a Sunday and I think initially like I'd always want to watch watch it like because it would always be on like during like Sunday lunch and I just wouldn't want to sit at the table so I'd eat my lunch as fast as I could so I could like sit on the floor just to watch it to have something else to do and like that was that was just fun to watch and then I think once we kind of like we kind of just stopped having Sunday dinners that I kind of just kind of 
stopped watching it in like in an every week sense and then 20 2017 that's when I met my boyfriend I'm with now and he's like an absolutely massive F1 fan um so although I was watching it pretty much the whole time I like it was only to about four four years ago that I'd like properly like get into it and yeah although I don't have him to thank for the initial interest I definitely have to thank him for like re-sparking the like the passion if you want to say um so yeah ever since then I've just been watching it like religiously ever since (laughs) yeah I'm very similar in the fact that um it was very much a family thing we all um used to sit down and watch the qualifying and the race um when I was younger and then um I remember mum taking mum and dad taking us to um me and my sister this is to the um Renault World Series uh, I can't remember we've been to a few like different races that aren't F1 specifically but yeah they took us to those and like we went to Silverstone at one point and watched a race there and it just really sparked an interest in me and obviously I was quite a bit younger so it it was just really fun to see the cars going really fast <laughs> it was like it was one of those one of those things but then as I've sort of gotten older I've sort of developed more of a love for the sport and like a proper passion for it yeah and now I will I can sit for hours watching races and absolutely love it like my mum is always like why are you watching F1 again um (laughs) but yeah it was a very it was very much a um family thing like my granddad was very into motorsport he was a mechanic so he loves all things cars and that's where my mum got it got like her love for it from and then obviously she's passed it down to me that's kind of how I got into F1 the whole thing is quite it's quite intense really because like I, I can see how people can like really like it and then maybe not get as interested because it's when you are watching it and I feel like the longer you watch it the more like the more you tend to like it because obviously you know you understand like all the little like technical things and it can just make the viewing experience a lot easier but if you have like you have like a series of like you know with the or Mercedes one two that's just happening over and over again I can see people on Twitter just kind of almost feeling like dropping out because they're just getting a bit bored and I feel like it's quite easy to do that with F1 if it's not if if it's not an interesting race I can see how people could get bored of it quite quickly if you stick with it and if you do stick with it it um it is rewarding and yeah I've, I feel like I've hopefully had my last few dips and I'm just gonna <laughs> just be interested in it for forever now <laughs> yeah definitely I know um a few of my friends have like tried to sit and watch a couple of the races and they're like it's just the same thing over and over again I'm like yes I know it is at the minute but <laughs> if you just give it a chance like it's not one of those things that you can get into like straight away you have to sit there and watch like week in week out and but I feel like it is so worth getting into because it is such an it's so exciting though isn't it like you never know what's going to happen it's just every weekend can be so different whereas I feel like with other sports there there are like it, you can kind of predict how things are going to work, whereas with this one, half the time you d- you have no idea where the race is going to go. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like it, the little exciting bits come from come from knowledge. So like if you're kind of like new to the sport, if if two cars like clip each other something, you think, oh wow, that was exciting. But now like when Max had his diff issue, I was like, oh my God, he's got a diff issue. And if I was like a new person, I'd be like, what why does that even matter? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it just yeah, I think it just depends on like how how much you know can really change the level of excitement for like to everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And obviously like we've said um previously we're both event management students and this really kind of links into what we we're studying at the minute and it's really exciting to kind of see that um in person yeah no definitely um and yeah you always you can look at it from a different standpoint because obviously like we said before at the end of the day f1 is basically an event and obviously being event management students we get taught about like or like the little legal and like risk things and like how much like money it's going to take to actually pull off an event like this and if you think about it moving like the same event to like what 21 or however many is this calendar's like locations that's so that's so much like logistical like that's such a logistical effort and just think how complicated that would be so like I think being an event management student has brought like a new level of respect to like what they actually pull off it's an event manager's dream isn't it (laughs) like exactly yeah we obviously look at it very very differently um yeah as event management students we do look at things like that in a very different light and it's it's bringing another side to um f1 for us and definitely and it's so interesting to sort of see how the different things work and the different kind of like the different kind of jobs that you could potentially get as an event management graduate um in f1 like i know i was i my aim is to work in f1 like that's my ultimate goal in life but um yeah just to see like the how big of an operation it actually is is quite interesting yeah definitely so like you you say you want to be um like working f1 is it like you want to be one of the lead event managers seeing the whole thing or would you be like an event manager for a team or would you just be happy with anything <laughs> honestly i would literally just be happy with anything that's like operations related so like i was looking at i'm always looking at the jobs on linkedin and stuff for f1 and um logistics operations comes up a lot and I think communications management as well would be very interesting. But yeah, just to work in F1 would be like the ultimate goal. And as long as I do get there, I honestly don't really mind what I'm doing. (laughs) That's fair enough. And what's also interesting is when you watch the Drive to Survive episodes, you obviously see a lot of what the communications people do and how they work with the drivers and like the teams and stuff so it, you, it's actually quite nice to get an insight into like a potential career aspect and to actually see what they get to do on a, a day-to-day basis yeah definitely it's, it's so interesting for me as well because the way my brain works is I need to know everything about everything so <laughs> if I get into something I will need to know every little aspect of that thing so yeah Drive to Survive is obviously um, a really good source of um, information for us and that sort of sparks my sparked <laughs> my um, passion for wanting to I obviously wanted to work in F1 
before Drive to Survive, but it kind of just showed me how much I actually do want to work in F1. Yeah, it does. It actually looks so exciting. And to be honest, I think to myself, well, what, why don't you want to work in F1? It's not, and it's not necessarily that I don't want to, but I just feel like when you like something so much, I'm, if I then did that for a job, I don't know if it would become a bit too intense and I maybe wouldn't get to enjoy like the spectator part of it because I'm so busy with all like the job aspect and if I'm working at a race or something that I wouldn't get to sit down and watch it if you get what I mean I'd be too busy so I think it's like as much as like amazing as fun as that sounds I think for me I think I I reckon it might get a bit too intense potentially but you never know we'll see where we are in five ten years time (laughs) yeah we never know where the future is going to take us and it's it's one of those things that you literally just like hoping and praying but we'll see we will see <laughs> exactly I think what we also found because obviously like me and Amy have never actually met before because we've only ever done zoom meetings so maybe like in the summer when we have enough money because I know we're students we have not got any money at the moment but like if we were able to we're like, poor students. <laughs> <laughs> I know on the poverty line just <laughs> no no, but um, as far as disposable income goes, there's not a lot of it about. But like, if we were able to save up, it'd be really cool if we could go to like and like go to festival speed or something like that we'd both enjoy, and that would give us some great content for a podcast, and we could actually sit down and record it together <laughs> for once. Yeah, that would be so cool. Like, we keep talking about this, don't we? Like, we as soon as we're allowed to, we 100 want to meet up, and it's so crazy because we're at complete opposite ends of the country. <laughs> No. like I'm up north and she's down south and it's just it <laughs> logistically it just isn't isn't really possible at the moment <laughs> no but yeah it'd be so cool to be able to go to like say um festival of speed or something like that together and be able to sit down and record together that would be in the, in the same room like what I know crazy isn't it <laughs> yeah well yeah it'd be very good if we could do that and hopefully sometime soon we'll be able to actually get together and do some stuff and obviously you guys will be the first to know as soon as we <laughs> as soon as we do manage to do that yeah it'll be all over our socials <laughs> <laughs> um okay so our, our final point is um us outside of f1 as i was writing this point down me and Amy were talking thing isn't this like one of those exercises where you say like three interesting facts about yourself at like you know like a uni freshers event or like at a work, you know like the ones that are really awkward to do because you have no idea what to say you can be the most interesting person in the world but you <laughs> ask you to come up with three things and you're like oh my goodness i don't know yeah it's, it's it's hard to actually talk about this because obviously like yeah we do have lives outside of f1 and it'd be nice to like give you guys a little glimpse into what <laughs> what we are like as regular people <laughs> we're just normal people yeah it's, it's hard what to think i guess yeah we're, we're both we're both um event management students um i'm in my second year now and i i'm living in between oxford and guildford which yeah in the south of england which is which is really nice and uh, yeah, I suppose it, uh, during lockdown and things at the moment, there's nothing interesting going on. But like, I think what I'm looking forward to most, like, is like the summer festival season and like going to, well, I didn't get any tickets for Reading. I usually go to Reading Festival, but I've got tickets to um, a local music festival called Track Festival. So I'm 
absolutely buzzing for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's another thing we kind of share um, is love of like live music and stuff like that. Um, I remember our first Zoom call and I was sat on the floor and I had just taken down my big bounce poster <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, he's on the bounce. It just gave me major like throwbacks to like year seven. It was a very old poster as well, wasn't it? So. <laughs> um, yeah, like Rihanna said, we're both event management students. I'm actually in my final year. I actually, I actually finished uni in like, 14 days or something like that like it's something crazy like that <laughs> it's, it's weird it's weird to think that like especially with COVID I feel like it's made our uni experiences so much shorter like in the mindset because they haven't physically been shorter but if you're spending all the time at home it doesn't feel like it feel like it goes so much quicker yeah definitely especially for me like because my uni is in my hometown so I'm literally living at home it's been a very different experience my second and final year has been very strange <laughs> I must admit and here's me wanting to go on to do a master's and do it online <laughs> so yeah it's it, it's one of those things but it has been a very difficult and strange year at uni and obviously final year is the most stressful year honestly I've been so stressed <laughs> but it's it's well worth it well worth it yeah you nearly at the end now you can just kiss all the stress goodbye and you've just got this qualification and you can just move forward I know I've literally got two assignments left to do and then that's it oh my god I'm so jealous <laughs> until September and then I'm going in to do a master's <laughs> it all starts over again is it just a year that your courses the master's yeah yeah um, yeah it's just gonna be a year so getting into another year worth of debt <laughs> <laughs> oh god I don't even want to think about the amount of debt that I would have accumulated by the time I actually finish with education that actually mm. makes me sick <laughs> I'm like four years in gonna do another gonna do a fifth year oh. <laughs> no not not a nice feeling but again all worth it if, if you get that top f1 job like you dream of then you never yeah definitely yeah, I think I think now is a good time to end it because we are literally getting to a point of this is the problem. This is what happens as well when we edit. Oh my god, is we, it just a couple of hours sit, of just us laughing at each other? We just sit there laughing at ourselves. Oh, uh, anyways. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've got this far, well done. <laughs> because honestly we just have ended up chatting absolute shit <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, thank you so much for watching for watching thank you all so much for listening <laughs> amy's just gonna take a breather now um so yeah thank you all for listening and we'll see you uh soon with the italy episode <laughs> thank you bye <laughs>